is Leon Poe, man. You listen to College Street Podcast. Enjoy the show, man. It's always good. Team in basketball. Boston Celtics, Leon Poe, baby. Holla. All right, we are just days away from a brand new Celtics season. Yes. Welcome to Causeway Street Podcast, episode 23. MJ. <laughs> you already know. Yeah. Not LeBron, MJ, right? MJ. That's Not LeBron. talking about. My name is Joel, and to the right of me, I've got Dutra. What's up, brother? What's going on? Glad to be back. We're missing somebody. I think I think we're missing our our usual like host, right? Ah, Sway. Yeah. Swayze is not in the studio at the moment, but he will be calling in in a few. So we're gonna get his take on the Celtics preseason so far and the last game, which was on Friday night. Yes. Not the not the prettiest game of games. Of not the Finally. prettiest of games, right? Yeah, it was an ugly game. But hey, I'm happy. I'm happy that the preseason is over and these games stop meaning something now. I'm tired of uh, watching. Well, and also we have the worst preseason schedule of opponents <laughs> ever. It's like the Knicks and the Sixers, and it's like, come on, give me something different. You know, you got you get you what know, you get. It's you know, It's like these are not quality games. It's more like you know tune-ups. Yeah. Where this, uh, you know, Brad Stevens is trying to try different lineups and see what works and see what fits. And plus, you got uh, training camp invitees who are trying to make other teams, not as necessarily this team. True. You know? So I'm saying, as a viewer perspective, gotcha. It'd be yeah. nice a, if we could as get Celt- like as a, as a fan of yeah. basketball, right? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Celtics beat the 76ers on Friday night, 81-65. So they finished up their preseason at six and one. I mean, preseason, preseason. records don't really mean anything, but it's good to see. Uh, this team come around, especially from the start of training camp up until now, a few days before opening night. Their starting lineup was uh, Smart, Bradley, Crowder, Lee, and Zeller. So it looks like that's going to be the opening night starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, it, it it seems like that's the case. What do you think? Looking at that lineup a couple nights ago when they really started, when they really seemed like, okay, this is actually what the starting lineup's going to be, I was a little bit hesitant to say this is what what the starting lineup should be. I would like I, I wanted to see Amir Johnson in there. I'm going back and forth about Thomas getting in the starting lineup, but after watching them and getting and seeing how they click, that unit really does click together pretty well. You know, you look at it and you're a little nervous because it's not a score. There's no one that's gonna score the ball. You're looking at like right. who you know, in the starting lineup, usually you put your best player in there, your best offensive player at least. Yeah, but you know, but... I think that um that lineup of smart, Bradley, Crowder, Lee and Zeller, they look like they could do some damage, not only offensively, but pretty stout defensively, too. They look they look uh, cohesive. They look like they've been playing with each other for a long time, which it's pretty much what you want in your starting lineup. Right. Um, you know, the Celtics on Friday night didn't shoot particularly well. They shot 35%, but they did grab 67 rebounds. Yeah, 67 rebounds. Like you know what most, that says? You know what that says? In, in, in any preseason game in the NBA thus far. Right, but that just seems how many missed shots Philadelphia Correct, had. Correct, so. because Philadelphia also had 54 rebounds for oh, the game. brutal, man. But they shot 28% yeah. for the night. So, I mean, a little sloppy up in uh, New Hampshire, maybe because, you know, they were up far north. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, dude, that was just a – it's an odd setting. Just have all the games in the garden. Like, yeah. uh yeah, watch, right. Trying to watch that game last night was tough too. You look at the crowd. Well, I mean, it's tough because they, you know, the Celtics do have fans 
all over New England. Right, so but they, that they place wanna... wasn't even full. Yeah, that's like, true. It's like, we're giving you a Celtics game in New Hampshire, <laughs> and you guys are just not going to go. On a go. Friday night. Yeah, good to hell. Go to the game. Go to the game. <laughs> you guys drunk. complain. Yeah, right. You guys complain you don't get a team, and then we give you a game, and you don't even show up. And you got and you got the uh, and you had the Celtics afterwards that were like throwing like free stuff into the crowd. So it's yeah. like, you know, you, you, get the, you get the best of both worlds, free stuff and, and the Celtics, you know, that don't, that don't normally go up north. Yeah. But uh, another another key point I wanted to bring up from from that game, you had three players who had 12-plus rebounds. Sullinger had 14 rebounds. Amir Johnson had 13 rebounds. And Kelly Olenek had 12 rebounds. The last time the Celtics had more than three, more than two players in double figures and rebounds was back in 2000. Against who? The Philadelphia 76ers. It's a fun little fact right there. <laughs> well, that just tells you the Sixers have always sucked. No, <laughs> but anyway, what I want to tell you about that, though, is obviously it's preseason. Obviously, they're playing Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. temper those expectations. Don't really look into it too much. But, like I said last time, I mean, the Celtics really made it a point to focus on rebounding this exactly, offseason. Exactly. And I think that's good. That's a good sign. I mean, when you when you make acquisitions like uh, grabbing a or trading for a David Lee, right? And and for and uh, signing and, Amir Johnson. Seriously. You know, you re, you replace someone like you know Brandon Bass, who was good offensively, but not a great rebounder. Well, yeah, and Brandon Bass. I mean, he wasn't. I like Brandon Bass. He was a good, good guy, good role player. But I mean, great you made a huge upgrade yeah, over definitely. Brandon Bass. And you know what? Also, I, I, those two signings, which we can get into later. Mm-hmm. But that's lighting a fire under Sullinger. It seems like his Yo, job is last, not safe. Sullinger, the last two games has been a beast offensively and defensively. Seriously? Well, because if you look at the first couple of preseason games, he wasn't getting any time with the regular regular rotation with players. Rota- yeah, he was coming in with, like, the, tr- the training camp. Him like, and R.J. Hunter were on the floor like a lot together. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, that is not a good sign for Soldier. So I'm ha- I was... I was very you, happy to see him. If you would have asked me at the beginning of training camp who would have been your starting four, I would have said automatically, yeah, Jerry Sullinger. Sullinger. Right. Nope. You know what I mean? He's not in it. No, and, and I think this is a good thing for him. A nice little a nice way to sort of say, Hey, you gotta earn this. We're not exactly. we're not handing you anything, which is I think trickling down from age, but Stevens definitely buys into that, buys into that uh, idea as well. Yeah, I mean, you got that little log jam up front, so it's gonna it's gonna make everyone work a little bit harder, right? Especially between now and the beginning of uh, you know opening night, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it sort of makes you question that Jarekbo. We Jarekbo. I know, me too, man. <laughs> totally messed up that name. <laughs> me too. But why why they bring him back? But hey, that's a story for another day. Well, I mean, I think it was more depth, but more depth at the at the at the three. Sure, yes. he could play. The three I mean, you can play the three. You can, yeah. He can play that. He Crowder can play the three. Turner can play the three. But um, going into the rest of uh, the bench, you have Thomas Turner, Jarepko, Sullinger, Johnson, Olenek, and your boy James Young. You where, where does that leave the rookies? <laughs> Seriously, you think, you think the rookies are going to be shipping up north, or is there one or two of them getting cracked this lineup? What do you think? This rotation, rookies, rookies. Yeah, I mean. One thing I do take away from the preseason. Then you're, going, you're going in 10 and 11 man deep now. Right. I think I am I am very impressed with Rozier. Yeah. Very impressed with Rozier. Yeah. He actually opened my eyes up because I was nervous he wouldn't have a, a good offensive game. Yeah. Because he came out as sort of like a you know defensive mining, tough point guard. But he has surprised me. His, he can stroke it. Yeah. He, he doesn't shoot it a lot. But if he does, he looks comfortable shooting the three. And getting into the paint, man, he's, he's borderline – you know, unstoppable. So, oh yeah, especially especially when you see the the amount of times he's gone to the free throw line. And he's fast, man. He is quick. Yes. So, uh, truthfully, I mean, out of the rookies, he's not afraid. That's good. He's not afraid. He's gonna be on this team, yeah. and he's gonna get playing time. Yeah. I, I, you, he's putting everyone on notice in front yeah. of him. Yeah. Bradley, smart, 
you know, uh, Thomas is going to get it. Thomas doesn't have to worry about it, but. Yeah, you need, you need as much playmakers on this team as possible. Right. And, There's not one solid right. playmaker. But Rozier is like the first draft pick in a while, other than Marcus Smart, that you're really looking at and you see potential. Yeah. You're not looking. It doesn't look like, oh, this is going to be a work in progress. Exactly. Like James Young. Yeah. Kelly Olynyk, yeah. you know, those types that we've had around here that we're yeah. still waiting for them to show those flashes. Rozier, right from the get-go, he looks good. So well, I, I'm excited about him. Yeah, I mean, I think all three have shown uh, great potential. They're, I think they're all three of them are NBA-ready. You be think hard Mickey's and, NBA ready? I think Mickey is. I don't. I, I think, wasn't I think impressed. He's a little, I think he's a little more further along than most people yeah, thought. I wasn't impressed by Mickey. I thought. But I like, but I, I, I out of the three, I think RJ Hunter um, is going to, Play a little bit more than Rozier. I don't think so. I think, personally, I think that R.J. Hunter and James Young are going to be battling for those minutes. And well, I mean, I think I he's think, more NBA ready than James Young. I think they're going to give Hunter. I think they're going to give the nod to uh, James Young because, yes, offensively, but Hunter I, looks pretty good. Yeah, but we, he is a liable. Ability on the defensive end. If who, you who is Hunter, but I, Young Young doesn't really play. Any defense. But he's improved. He's, he's he's improved. He knows he's at least had one year to sort of get in Steven's system, learn the way to play the defense. Because they they're almost the identical player coming out of college. But Hunter Hunter can rebound and he can pass the ball. Yeah, I, I besides shoot, he he looks good. I, I mean, like, it's, he I looks. Like, yeah, I feel like Young just more of a shooter. Right, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not sold on Hunter cracking the opening night lineup oh no no i mean i'm not saying like opening opening night i mean like as the season wears on yeah but i think young will be on the opening night roster okay. and i think i think hunter i think that and they're going to give young the benefit of the doubt they're going to give him the spot and say hey you've been here a year we have someone waiting in the wing if you can't prove it you know sorry yeah. bud but yeah. I, yeah there's there's has to be a trade coming too because there's just way too much way too many bodies so is it fair to say uh perry jones the third ottoman out yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I was, he can't even crack. He 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 averaged like five minutes a game in the preseason. So that's I, never I had high time. hopes with him, man. Because yeah, what he did out in OKC, I, I thought he'd be something special, and he'd have a better better yeah, shot he, of you know playing more minutes here. But it's just it's that, that log jam up front. It's too many. The, it's like too I much. said, there's too many bodies. I mean, he's a good. I think he could be a good player. Yeah. But he's not gonna he's not gonna pass Lee. He's not gonna pass Johnson. He's not gonna yeah. pass Cylinder. He, he Sorry, and Jones. they already got Jarebko. Yeah. I can't pronounce his name. Jarebko. <laughs> Jarebko. It's like I always say his Chipotle ear. instead of Chipotle. His his, uh, his ears his ears are ringing somewhere because of you there. <laughs> All right, man. It's time to bring in our third man. Uh, it's weird to call him that because he's uh, usually here with us, but uh, we're gonna bring in uh, Joe Sway real quick. Hey, Joe Sway, how we doing tonight, brother? I'm good, guys. I'm good. How are y'all over there? Dutra. What's so, happening? Oh, that's right, Ducha. You are you're you're in DR. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but yeah, sure. yeah. Oh man, right, there's so many questions I got. <laughs> I don't have a lot of answers. So. Yeah, no, man. Sway, uh, Joe Sway these days is a is a busy, busy, busy guy. So you know, I, I, we appreciate your chance to call in and uh, give us your give us your your thoughts on uh, what you've seen so far with the Celtics in their in their preseason. Man, these guys are looking good, huh? I mean, I, what I liked the most about last night was that that first half. You gotta you gotta glimpse into what rotation is probably going to look like that first week of the season and it's looking good i like that starting lineup I, i'm a huge fan of uh of uh leads you know he's probably gonna leave that's that starting lineup and scoring you got you know the usual backcourt which i love crowder i hope he stays as a three big fan of him and uh man these guys are looking they're looking good they're looking deep they're looking like they can be come out of the gates winning some games no yeah. definitely definitely yeah i mean i 
I agree with you this way. Looking at that starting lineup like we talked about a little bit, it's it's growing on me, man. I mean, I was a little bit tentative to see no scorer in that starting five, but they can move the ball. They can play defense. I mean, and David Lee looks like he's primed to get back to where he was before all those injuries. Oh, yeah, he's ready to go. Man. How about Talazella, too? Talazella played a hell of a game Thursday night, I thought. You know, running that floor, uh, getting points in, in, in bunches against the Knicks. He's just got great uh, hands. Man. Jared Sondra, where does this come from? Now Jared Sondra, if you would have asked me a week ago, I would have told you that Jared Sondra shouldn't even be in the rotation. Yeah. Now, completely 180 on how I say what Jared Sondra going into the season. I think he's still going to be, you know, he's not going to be one of the first guys off the bench, but I think after um, after Turner, after Thomas, of course, with the sixth man, and after uh, Amir Johnson, he's right there. Yeah, I mean... It- I can't believe that we're having this conversation about Sollinger, but I thought he was on the outs at the beginning of this preseason. I was about to... <laughs> I, I thought they were just going to... I was like, man, are they going to play him at all or just keep him on the bench or like sit him out because of weight? I was concerned, but yeah, he's he's coming back. He looks strong. Well, The re- reason being is because he was playing with all of the rookies and that's it. So um, He was like closing out the game. Yeah. He's like playing garbage. Yeah, garbage time. And it's like, this is the preseason. That was our best player going into the season last year. And now he's playing garbage time in the preseason with all the rookies. So I, I don't know, man. But well, yeah. I know Joel was a concern. Joel, Joel's been big on I'm, I'm, I'm huge on Salinger. You know that. You know, no pun intended. But I, I'm, he's someone that is special because his hands and his placement. Like he, he knows where to be down low. And and he, I don't know. I just, I just think that he, it's, it's hard for for Stevens not to use Salinger at all. Yeah, Joel must have been dancing like Drake in the Hotline Bling video. <laughs> Uh, you're just dancing uh, in, a, dancing uh, in a room by himself? I don't know what video you're talking about, so I've never seen this video <laughs> that you speak of. Oh, uh, you know it. I actually saw the video today for the first time. Cause I keep seeing, you know, the, the memes going around. Oh, man, that's, 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 that's crazy. I crack up the entire time, man. That's so, crazy. Like, if you guys want to go laugh, we'll check that out. Uh, you, see that, you see that pepperoni pizza one? That, that's one of my favorites. When he's throwing the pepperonis oh, on the pizza. See, see, I haven't oh. seen that one. Huh? <laughs> Ruined it for us. Dr- yeah, Dutra, uh, damn right. it. You got you to gotta watch that one. That one's funny. All right, so watch the video. Like he, he's pretty much, you know, if you look at the memes, you think that's just a couple of scenes of the video. Yeah. No, the entire video it's he's it. dancing, like the entire video. Pretty much, pretty much, and and like a <laughs> highlighted box. Yeah, that's Drake for oh, you. Saw it, right? saw it. Yeah. Not only did we bring you Celtics talk, but we will break down any music video. Yeah. Well, well, well. Drake, Drake aside, the fact that we have him in the intro as well. But uh, prediction time. So, hey, what do you think? How many wins can this team just, you know, based on what we've seen and on paper? Barring any big trade. Well, how many wins can the Celtics reach? Put you so, on the spot. Oof. They won 41 uh, games last year. What's the improvement on over under? What do you think? You know what, guys? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm, I'm thinking 40, 45, 46. Okay. You know what? I'll give them the old, I'll give them 46. I'll okay. give them 46 games. Uh, generous, this team is generous good. Soul. This team's an upgrade from last year. I think they can win. They're going to be above 500. Um, I think they are, unfortunately, going to uh, blow a few leads. They're going to they're gonna lose some really close ones, like you know, like we've seen uh, last season. Because I think, it's, uh, although they look good right now and they're clicking, it's going to take a while for them to really click when it comes to playing against teams, you know, the, the, the top-notch team. And, of course, one of those teams coming into Boston, you know, which I think is great, by the way. I think it's good that the Southern's going to get this kind of test so early in the season, and that's about playing against the San Antonio Spurs. And I think that's great for this team. I think that, you know, they, you want to play those type of teams early and uh, get, a, get a feel for your for, for the group and, and go forward into, you know, December, January, February, feeling more confident than you did a week, a week into the season, you know? 
Yeah, mark that game on your calendar, folks. That's on November 1st. That's a Sunday matinee, 3.30. Oh, yeah. I'll be in the building. Hell, yeah. It's Causeway Street always yeah, in the building. I can't remember the last time San Antonio came to Boston this early in the season. Oh, never. No, I, never. Them. Dude, usually we're... Great test for the usually they're packed... They packed the front end of our schedule, especially home games with, with a couple duds. But, uh, yeah, that first opening um, opening week is looking like a really good test. I mean, Philadelphia opening night. And then of you course. En- and then yeah, you- I don't know who's doing the freaking scheduling on that. Why do we have to see Philadelphia yet again? Seriously. And we haven't seen the, the best team in the Atlantic Division. Toronto Raptors, like how have they not played Toronto Raptors? Yet? I think we've we've noticed this in the last couple of seasons. Ever since you know Paul Pierce got traded away, and the NBA has considered the Celtics, you know, relevant. Never mind a playoff team; they don't consider the Celtics relevant these days. So they just kind of just put whatever on the schedule for the Celtics. Yeah, but had... we, I mean, I, I wasn't I was happy to see we got a couple of ESPN games this year at least. Yeah, because they made the playoffs last year, right? You know, it's Sean. You you had you you were talking uh, before the before we started recording here about some some stats that you saw that you you highlighted last night. Bring that up real quick. What right. what, what what we got? So so if every year nba.com does their GM like predictions. Uh, yeah, predictions. So they ask every GM in the league, they vote on best player, best defender, you know, best coach, et cetera, you know, et everything. You know, mm-hmm. they ask them about 49 different questions. So reading that, I noticed their Celtics aren't getting any love from any of the GMs uh, putting them in in any type of category category in this whole list. It it was pretty ridiculous. So if you look here, one of the big things Sway and you can you can chime in on this too. They asked every GM what your top 4 teams in the Eastern Conference would be to finish in the top 4. Cleveland, okay. Cleveland, Chicago, Atlanta, Miami, Washington, Toronto and Milwaukee all oh. got votes. They all got votes okay. to be in that top 4. Okay. Celtics Celtics didn't get a single vote. No one thinks the Celtics can be uh can be in the, the top four. Crack the top four, okay. In the Eastern Conference, which I think, I mean, if you're gonna give the Bucks some love, you might as well give the Celtics some love too. What do you think, Sway? Oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, Milwaukee's a good team, dude. I mean, Milwaukee, and they've gotten better from last year. Um, if we're talking top five, top top uh, top six, then yeah, I think the Celtics need to be mentioned. But top four, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you guys think that Celtics gonna be flirting with the fourth seed? Well, I mean, I personally. I personally think if I were to, you know, make a prediction on, on seeding in the Eastern Conference, yeah, the Eastern Conference got a little bit better. You know, a couple teams that have improved on paper: the Bucks, the Heat, the Pacers. You know uh, pa- I mean? I'm not sold on the Pacers either. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not saying that that these teams are better than the Celtics necessarily. All I'm saying is that you have to throw that into the mix when you're talking about who are the top eight teams that are going to make the playoffs. I would put the Celtics at number five. In, in, my, Indi- in my opinion, just another thing too. Indiana didn't get a vote on this list either. Okay, I know, but I, I'm, I'm but, and they're, but they're getting Paul George back too. No, People I forget you. about that. I, I mean, you. that I, I actually forgot about that. They're going to be something to mess with in the Eastern got, Conference. And they too. got Monte Ellis too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, offensively, like, yeah, he's he's he can, he can chuck it. Yeah, <laughs> he can chuck it. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, in terms of seating uh, on paper. Again, barring any trades, I I see the Celtics at the number five spot. So, but I am kind of surprised that no one gave the Celtics at least one vote and be in the top four. I'm not saying that they they should be in the top four. What do you think, Sway? Yeah, I don't... it's tough, right? I think they I think they fall <laughs> into that middle tier, you know, five, yeah. six, seven. Yeah. You know, fighting for that fifth spot. Yeah. Um, that's that's scenario. They get the fifth. Yeah. Um, I see the finishing six. They get fifth, great. But I think they're gonna be fighting against yeah the teams that that Joel just mentioned, Milwaukee, Indiana. Um, Washington. I think Washington is a team that people are kind of. I don't want to say overrating, but I don't. I don't know how they're going to look this upcoming year. I mean, who knows how healthy Bradley's going to be? How healthy uh, Wall is? Yeah. You know, Wall couldn't even finish the playoffs last season. Yeah, that's and that's true. Front court, you know, minus Paul Pierce, 
years and another year of Nene and, and, and uh, Gortat. And Humphreys and, and Gortat. Gortat, I'm not too worried about, but like for that four spot, I mean, those are some shaky guys who aren't always healthy, especially Nene and, and Humphreys. The last couple of years, they haven't been able to play half a season. He misses a lot of games. So I think that's, that's a lot of question marks in that front court for Washington. And, um, you know, Milwaukee, I think, is going to be right up right there in that hunt. I think they, they, they could get that fourth spot. See, I'm and not top, sold on that. top three, you know, you got Chicago, Atlanta, and, of course, Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, with the new playoff format, this this could actually benefit the Celtics, if you if you think about it. I mean, the only thing that, that would, would separate teams now is tiebreakers. That's it. It doesn't matter if you win the division. Uh, well, that's pretty much the main one, the main thing. It doesn't matter if you win the division right. or not. You know, you... you it's going to be based on records and tiebreakers. Right, which I think could have helped the Celtics because, you know, if you if you jump ahead of, of Toronto, I mean, boom, you're a top four seed, which is huge. I think Toronto is the only team that's going to be ahead of Boston in the Atlanta. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you're really not, you're really not too concerned with Brooklyn or, or, the, or the Knicks, you know, as much as Dutra loves uh, Porzingis, but, you know, it's going to be Zinger. tough. It's going to be <laughs> tough for the Knicks this year. <laughs> By the way, Tommy Heinsohn loves Porzingis, too, if you didn't know. Oh, yeah, of course he does. <laughs> I, I've never heard somebody... Uh, he he didn't stop talking about him the entire broadcast. <laughs> All right, Sway. Any uh, any last thoughts uh, before we let you go? Yeah. Um. One thing I want to bring up, guys, is um. Just the, just shipping over to the West. How does the how does the top four finish in the West Western Conference? Because that's going to be a dogfight. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you real quick. I'll tell you who's going to finish in the top four in no particular order. You got San Antonio, the Clippers. You got Memphis. And mm, putting Memphis I'm up putting there. Putting Memphis huh? up there, and and I'll say Golden State because they're the champions, obviously. So. Those are the top four, in my opinion. Obviously, you got other teams to consider: uh, OKC, Houston. Yeah, I actually. This is tough, man. It's Taking tough. four it's teams. West. It's West. It's West. It's West. Oh my god! All right, because Houston's gonna be up there. Houston's gonna be up there. I just, I. You forgot, Sway. You forgot. They got Ty Lawson, man. Yeah, man, but he's gotta stay off the wagon, man. Yeah, that is. He's gotta, yeah, he's gotta put down the bottle. Well, okay, I got, I got OKC. Houston. Okay, so they got a new coach, so I don't know. It's a little. It's, I mean, they got the talent, obviously, on paper. But go ahead. Clippers. I said. Okay. I told him to go ahead. OKC, Houston, Clippers, Spurs. Those are your four. Guess who's out of the top four in the West? The Warriors. Yep. Yeah. I put in the Warriors order? in. Oh boy. I think. Well, that, wait, is that your order or just random? No, I think the Clippers are going to take the West this year. Oh wow! I really do. This that's is their a bold, year. That's a bold this is this is the Clippers' year to break the break the funk. Well, I mean, I threw the Warriors in the top four because they're you know they're the champs. I'm, I know you I gotta know get. I mean. Well, you know what's you know what's strange too. You guys were giving me crap last year about not giving them all their love, so I'm giving them a little bit of love because they're the champs. I think that a lot of teams are going to be able to figure out the Warriors this year. I really do. I don't think they were that hard to figure out, but it was just the matchups that you know they took advantage of, which was good, good for them. <laughs> I don't hate the Warriors. I don't hate the Warriors. I'm just saying they took advantage. They took advantage. You, I sent you guys the new format, right, of the of the of the Western Conference, of the difference between last year, right, and what it would look like this year if if the same teams finished in the top eight, right? If 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 the new format took place last season, then the Warriors would have to face either Memphis. I mean, they would face Memphis in the second round. They would have to face San Antonio in the mm-hmm. second round. Right. You guys think they could have beat San Antonio? Honestly. Would they have beaten San Antonio? Well, the, the reason – no. So, there you go. <laughs> so, they shouldn't be in, in – I mean, the, the thing is, is that they – That's av- why Dutra – that's why Dutra doesn't have them in the top four. Right. They avoided a lot of – They didn't play the Clippers. Teams. They didn't play the Clippers. They didn't play the Spurs. They didn't play the Spurs. Well, the Clippers – it's the Clippers' fault that they didn't – because they couldn't get past Houston, which is, right. you know, that's sad. And, but, like, but. Houston, I, I – you know, so, I don't know. So, and, now so now with Lawson, you think 
the Rockets could beat the Warriors in the seven game series. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. Rematch of the Eastern Conference, uh, Western Conference Finals last year. Okay. I take. I would take the uh, Rockets in six. Whoa, that's bold. What do you think, Swear? I think the I think the Rockets are legit this year. This could be um, the defining season. Like Curry had his defining season last year. Harden could have that season this year. Well, Harden could easily have won MVP last year. But, oh yeah. You know, well, consider, I mean, considering the team he had, regular season, he had no point guard and postseason success. Yeah. You know, and and getting that ring. I mean, they could be they could be. I mean, they're in the top. Them, the Clippers, I think, and, and the Spurs, even though I'm not sold on the Spurs, as strange as that sounds, I think there are a lot of injuries waiting to happen on that team. And, yeah. I mean... No, I hear you on that, Sean. I, I feel like the Spurs are going to... They're, they're a team that's not going to win a whole lot of games in the regular season because they're going to save their guys for the playoffs. But when it comes to when it comes to playoff time, I think they're going to be right there. It could be in the Western Conference Finals. But I... Heading to another Finals appearance. I think that, that this team is that good. And a lot of that has to do with LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, that's a huge pickup for them. Well, arguably the biggest. Yeah, arguably the biggest um, offseason acquisition, LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, he essentially broke up the the Blazers, you know? Seriously. Lillard's got to be there, like, what the hell is Uh, going on? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, why do we got to break this up? And Batum, the whole starting lineup yeah, except, it's, it's, except it's, 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 But yeah, you're right. Besides Leonard, I let it. Yeah, but uh, you know. they don't even look like a playoff team right now. So that that was that was huge for San Antonio. Um, I do think they can get that fourth spot, but you know, don't don't take that as me saying you know the Spurs have a chance to get back to the finals because they do. They easily no, do. they and definitely they definitely need to get. They definitely need to be in the top four. They after what they learned last year, they were six last year, and they right. weren't. They weren't a six seed. And they couldn't. I mean, if they were able to, I think. I think you're right. They know that they need to be in that top tier because they had the Clippers early, and that's not. They need. Exactly, they need home court advantage. Exactly. That's why they need a guy like Marcus because yeah. they, need, they need a guy to eat up these minutes while Duncan's resting, while you know, uh, Ginobili's resting. They're gonna rest Parker too. Patty Mills like. Right. Yeah. Now you have Lamarcus Aldridge in the middle of that. He's gonna play every every game, and well, then you have David uh, David West come off the bench. I mean, that's a solid big man to come off the bench and, and help help you out because you know we can see where his head is at. This guy turned out a lot of money to go play in San Antonio, seriously, just to go chase the title. And don't forget too. Kawhi Leonard didn't play a full season last year. He was out for the for a good part of the middle part of that yeah, season. Yeah, that was that was that was a big loss for them. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm going to get him the fourth seed, top three. Uh, the, the the top three is, is, is tough to say, man. They're all going to be like two or three games apart from each other. Yes. I'm going to go with Golden State. I'm going to go with the Clippers, and I'm going to go with Memphis. I mean, Memphis is on. The, wow. Go for it. You guys are all I'm on gonna, Memphis, I huh? Memphis, Memphis man. Game. Memphis, uh, they they're out of out of those teams that we mentioned. Obviously, the Spurs are. They got. Great veteran presence, but the the Grizzlies that core has been together for a while. Yeah, I mean, they, right, and, and this might be it. I mean, and they just one of the last runs. You yeah, know, you got, um, yeah, Zebo's gonna be got, done uh, soon. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's leaving soon. Randolph's contract. Um, you know, Gasol, uh, Mike Conley. They're gonna have to answer a lot of questions after the season to see which direction they want to go in. And um, hey, don't don't forget about our old friend Jeff Green. I mean, I think Jeff Green is he's fitting well last season. He's gonna get a full season with them now, and I think he's going to be a, a a spark off the bench, or if not, being a, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll he'll probably be a starter. But I really yeah, thought we were gonna have a whole. Yeah, I really thought we were gonna have a whole season without mentioning Jeff Green, guys. Thanks. Ah, oh, come on. 
<laughs> Come on. Oh, don't be bitter, man. Uh, no, man. I don't. I'm not. Position, man. I'm not bitter. I just. I just don't like Jeff Green anymore, man. I'm well, done I mean, with him. Well, Brandon, Brandon Wright too just signed with that squad, and uh, you know that's that that that's improved. That improves their bench a little bit as well. Yeah. But uh, oh, speaking of old friends. Brandon Wright signed with him too. Yeah. How many freaking ex ups do they have over there? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Tony. Yeah. yeah. Courtney Lee. Yeah. Seriously, it's like all yeah. the Celtics rejects. Yeah. I mean. Oh man! Wow! Wow! Dude, just saying rejects. Well, the only person that I would take back is Tony Allen. Oh, okay. The only person I would take back is Tony Allen. Well, speaking of oh, old the friends, worst thing Danny did was let that dude walk away. Ah, I know. People yeah. can say what they want about the Perkins trade. No, no, I, I, no. You, yeah. So you know, last five, six years. You know my feelings on that. That was the worst thing that that age did was let him walk away. Well, I mean, I yeah. would still, I, I would still rank the Perkins trade over that. Really? Yeah. Just for that one season, right. you screwed up the whole season, Danny, by trading Perkins away. I know, well, I know you let Tony go, but I mean, let's be honest too. That was a big contract for a guy that was, you know, semi unproven. But I, yeah, I, I agree with you though. They should have, they should have kept on. Well, speaking speaking of old friends, um, and I don't know, I don't know if Sway, if you if you heard this, but uh, your boy Phil Pressy got cut by the Blazers last night, man. What? Yeah, Phil Pressy, man. Oh, he got man. the axe. He got pink slipped. Don't worry, he'll pick That's up. Hard. He'll could, catch on somewhere. I mean, I mean, the Blazers didn't think he was good enough to make their squad. That's 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 that's, up, that's upsetting. <laughs> hey, there's always the 76ers. No, man, guys, don't don't laugh about Freddie, man. I'm no, I'm laughing. I'm laughing about the Blazers. He's I'm a hard worker, man. I know he is. I know he is. That's why I, that's why it pains me to tell you that. But Joe Sway is the it's the Blazers. I think the, the Blazers are messed up for doing that. Sway is the president of the Percy right fan now, club. Uh, well, you can catch Sway on Twitter. Follow him. It's at J O E underscore S W A Y ten. And thanks for uh, you know, whatever you know. I know you're a busy guy. So. When are you coming back in studio, Sway? Come on. Oh, next episode, man. I'll be right back. I mean, especially we have to recap the first game of the season, so I'll be back. But, but guys, real quick though. Yeah. Last week, right? Uh, Portland was down, I think, by like eight points or so going into like the last minute of the game. <laughs> Who? No one other but Phil Pressy makes one the huge steal, finishes at the other end, makes another steal, and a tie in the game, the last possession of the game, steals uh. the ball, throws inbounds it. To, uh, I forget, or some, some scrub. <laughs> 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 I've opened up the floodgates for in the pressy cutting. I'm going to have to have, he should call you. You should be his freaking hype be, man. Yeah, he should be his agent, man. Because he, he, you know, he didn't deserve that. On the Blazers, the Blazers. Oh, man. Hey, maybe the Celtics will pick him up. You never know. <laughs> you know, because hey, the don't have enough guards. Horrible, horrible job by Portland. Maybe, maybe, right, guys, let's check in with y'all next week. Man. No, maybe, maybe the main, the main Red Claws will sign him. They should. <laughs> all right, man. What? He can play behind uh, Rosier. Why not? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but, all right, man. We'll catch you. We'll catch you next episode, Sway. Thanks for checking in, brother. All right, guys. I can't wait for this next game, man. We're gonna, we're all gonna watch it together. Opening and, uh, night. And, and talk all about it next week. All right, man. See you all then. Right, let us wait. Yeah, man. So. <laughs> Sway <laughs> repping Pressy. He's, he's uh, upset. He's, he's, he's upset. Well, because he just pre-ordered his custom-made Phil Pressy Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> That's why. Well, I mean, to get back to to you know former Celtics talk, but I'm not I'm not gonna like mention like other players, but you know some players on this team that could become former Celtics trading block, you know trading chips. What do you, what do you think based well, on what you've seen in the in the preseason and based on I don't know you know last year contracts like. Lee Turner. I think. Well, I think a move has to happen. Sollinger, you you hear Sollinger's name yeah. tossed around. Olenek. 
Well, so this is, I, I was thinking about this the other day, about all the draft picks that the Celtics have. At this point, Kelly Olenek has to go. <laughs> You're sold now? I, he has to go because this <laughs> this is my reasoning behind that is that you have so many draft picks. He started right? out so well too in the preseason. Yeah, but I, I'm just, done with he's him. Just, he's just in the, yeah, he's I'm just done with him because you have so many draft picks. You drafted Kelly Olenek and he's had, what is this, his third year? He's going to be his third year, yeah. So he's had two years to prove himself to say he is a must-keep player. Yeah. He hasn't done it. Yeah. Cut bait because you can draft another Kelly Olynyk and hopefully, I mean, no, okay, it's so not draft another Kelly Olynyk, better. But you can use a draft pick on mm-hmm. that type of player, yeah. and it's and hopefully it's better than Kelly Olynyk. I mean, you're not losing anything by getting rid of Olynyk, and you can get you can get something back for him. So I say I would do it before the season starts. I would do it today. <laughs> I would trade Kelly Olynyk because nice. somebody wants him. Somebody <laughs> wants him, but. I, he has no spot on the Celtics right now. Okay. It, unless an injury happens, he has no spot. Yeah. He, he's not going to get any playing time. He's going to clog up your bench. He's yeah. he's a nice guy, so he's not a he's not a you know problem. Yeah. But just trade him. Get something for him. You're not losing anything. Yeah. Like I, this whole idea that oh Kelly Olynyk could be like a, a really key cog for this team on a no he's not Def- cut bait defensively he just continues to get lost on assignments. Yeah, and I mean you're getting sloppy offensive play like mm-hmm. that he makes mistakes on the offensive end too yeah so you already got players who can shoot yeah he's a big man i would i'd get rid of him i'd get rid of him trade him for something somebody would want him as a project we don't have time for any more projects <laughs> well the celtics don't have time for any more projects. there you go Celtics don't have time for any more projects out of that list of players i've mentioned Sonja lee turner olenic i'm leaning towards someone like turner being traded not that i not that i want that to happen but because you have someone like a like a RJ Hunter who's yeah, like this, waiting in the wings. I think for that for to getting to get to grab those minutes. Yeah, you're right. Turner's definitely on the trade you know, block. Crowder now is a starter. Right. You do lose one of your playmakers, in in Turner, and yeah. he's and his his uh his his trade value is is going up. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, it's going it's gonna, up. It's going to continue to go up. Year. Yeah, it's going to continue to go up as the season goes on. I mean, on. you're not going to get a first round draft pick for anybody. Yeah. Uh, for Turner or Olenek. No. His his skill set is is would would be great on the on the contender right that that's needing that needs that that extra score yeah I mean look at uh, I, I think he would fit well in OKC yeah coming off the bench there yeah better than better than waiters yeah seriously <laughs> and and he he's a ball yeah. handler too yeah. I mean you could bring him off the bench with yeah. uh, you know so I think he would fit well there I think he'd also fit well in, in Memphis if you want to send him there I mean they are always looking for more guards for more shooters yeah, yeah. but um. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, based based on based but, on him having you know this is his last year of his deal. Yeah, it's a tradable contract. You know, uh, someone like Lee might be a little bit harder to trade. Oh, you want? I want Lee on this team. No, I know you do. You're right. I I, I you see traded what, I see what you're saying. Him, but if you, you know you did, you're right. But if if Danny Age saw an opportunity to grab someone that could help this team now and in the future, right? And Lee would be part of that. He wouldn't think twice about it. Right. So I mean, this is this is the options the Celtics have. You can either make an addition by subtraction trade, where you're clearing up some. Well, you're clearing some, up. You're clearing up a, a roster spot. You're clearing up roster spots for yeah. the young guys to come in. Exactly. Right. Or exactly. you could package and make a deal for a big. Big name guy. Yeah, because right now, aka Demarcus Cousins. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's I th- your. I thought, those could, are your... I thought we could go this whole episode without mentioning, the, you, know, you know, Demarcus get DMC. Here. But of course, I'm nope. speaking to you know Dutra here. <laughs> Almost at the tail end of this, Demarcus Cousins makes an appearance. Yep. All right. That's but, good. but nicely done, though. Nicely done, Sean. Nicely I had to done. slip I like it that. in. I like that. I knew. Slide it in. Yeah, I knew no, it. but but seriously though, the thing, the problem is this, right? You're looking at if you want to package these players for a big name, they have to be contributing on the court yeah 
there's no there's no space for the people that you want to trade to get on the court to show that they're a trade piece, right? Yeah, I mean, because you have you got 16 players on the contracts. Yeah. So one's got to go, you know, in the next day or two. So wait, just, just but, wait but, for... But, but with Sollinger, you know, he can be another another piece because the Celtics still haven't picked up his his uh, his option for next year so that he doesn't become a uh, a restricted free agent. Right, right. I mean... They still have, and, they, and they still have a couple of days to make that decision as well. Right, which I don't think they're going to make. I don't think they're going to re-sign him. I think he's going to probably hit restricted free agency next year. Okay. But, I but mean, so if that's he, something he's got something to prove. Yeah, this, and this, I mean, this season. I think Sullinger's probably your biggest trade piece if you're looking at that. But, I mean, if you are trying to make a big run at, uh, let's say, Al Horford or DeMarcus Cousins or, or like, you know, the, the people that we've talked about. Yeah. I would say you have to give up Sullinger. Olenek. And a lot of your draft picks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the good part is you drafted three rookies this year. You've used three draft picks. So if you trade away a couple draft picks, a couple players here and there, you still are loaded with depth. So Danny's going to be busy. There's going to be a couple right. of minor moves. I hope so. Before, I hope he's busy. I, I believe before the – way before the tra- trade deadline – I think you're going to see a couple of bench players that aren't getting time. So like, so oh. like within like the next month or two, like yeah. you did with Rondo last year, right? Just get it out of the way. Get, I mean, why wait till the trade deadline? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could get a Linux out of town, send him up to Toronto. Ooh, he's a Canadian, you know. <laughs> send him over to Portland. They could probably use some people. No, nah, man, Toronto just Toronto just uh, they just they just signed um, Bennett. Why would they need Olenek? <laughs> <laughs> get all the awful Canadians up there. Just to like, just to like make it a make a nice little Canadian national oh, team. Oh my God! Well, in case you missed it, we're gonna do our little segment here before we uh. We wrap still it up. gotta get music for this. We always you do. Say it every you're time. right. You're right. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna fix that. And by next episode, I will have that just 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 for this. Okay. But uh, in case you missed it, uh, Lamar Odom, uh, you know, is uh, alive and not well, but he's alive, and he <laughs> needs uh, a kidney transplant among other things. Well. And um, the reason why I bring this up is because uh, there's a lot of Lamar Odom fans that are willing to, to give a kidney to give a kidney to give a kidney up to Lamar Odom. He's on a he's on a waiting list, and because he's a I'm putting up quotation fingers. He's a celebrity, so he wants to cut the line, if so to speak, and you know make sure he gets a kidney. <laughs> Why? So he can ruin another kidney? <laughs> I don't know. I I did. It's tough. I feel bad for Lamar Odom. Yeah, because he's Man, obviously he got some issues. I mean, I'm but glad, I mean, I'm glad he's not on life support anymore. But seriously, seriously, you know, it's a sad, it's a sad, sad story. Sad story. Sad it really story. is. Isn't not, it? He's not out of the he's not out of the woods yet, but. You know, at least his marriage is not falling apart anymore. I that that part about it just pisses me off to no end. And yeah. I don't I don't want to start talking about the Kardashians because yeah. I'm gonna no, start no, no. breaking. I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna start breaking glass in here. Oh man, we don't want we don't want to mess up equipment or studio or studio here. There, Sean. Literally but, the uh, worst people on the planet. Yeah, but on, in other news, other NBA news, Popovich, Greg uh, Greg Popovich is gonna take over for Coach K uh, to uh, to coach Team USA. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but. In 2017, so after coach after the Olympics next year, Pop takes over. What do you think? Um, sure, I mean, good choice, huh? Eh, it's probably the best basketball coach out there, but yeah, no, there was there was rumors that that maybe coach Stevens was going to be asked. Oh, really? To coach, and Stevens said that he would love the opportunity to do that. So maybe maybe he becomes an assistant. Who knows? Well, yeah, I think you got. I mean, Popovich has always been around the national team. I feel like he's yeah, been he has. At, he's right. been assistant coach and yeah. around practices and stuff like that. But Makes sense. Yeah, give him. Yeah, he's the best coach in the NBA. Yeah. So might as well. Yeah. But really, I could coach the national team, and they'd probably still win a <laughs> gold medal, anyways. I don't know. It depends. You know, the, you know, the last time they had a a, a random coach picking, and what was it like in like ten years ago? Maybe in the two, I think it was, was two thousand four. Right, they won the bronze. I forget who was coaching that. See, that's how that team sucked, though. 
but you said, but you, what have you coached that team? Could you have got them to be, you know, become gold medalists? Well, winners? N- no. Because <laughs> that team sucked. That team had LeBron James, had AI. That was like the worst group of, <laughs> that was the worst national team. I ever. believe Carmella was on that team. Uh, yeah, but all of them were young. They were all like, yeah, who cares? I want to yeah. score. The, like, no. Now, <laughs> now though, now, though. Yeah. Kobe didn't even play that in that in that. I don't think he was on that team. No, Kobe was not on that team. Right, that most and Shaq wasn't on the team either. I don't believe. No, they. they so you think about that. They said there was when that was when it was two. This was after this was after uh, post nine eleven. So all, you know all the great basketball players at the time for the NBA were like, nope, that had nothing nothing to do with the with Team USA. Yeah, it was strange. But now everybody obviously is on the team, so I could coach this team. <laughs> and on that note, oh, we wanted to. I'm, I wish I had, I had remembered when we were still talking to uh, Joe Sway. But I wanted to give him a quick shout out. I mean, he might hate me for this, but I just want to give him a congrats. Uh, he's become um, one of the the new Celtics writers for WEI.com. Obviously, he's still going to be with us. You know, he is the founder of this whole thing. So, but uh, I just want to give him uh, a congrats and you know, give him a, give him a follow on Twitter again at uh, J O E underscore S W A Y ten. Joe underscore Sway ten. There you go. That is so congrats, man. congrats to my bro right there. Yes, for doing congratulations, big Sway. Keep it up. Keep it up, Better man. keep running for Causeway Street. And you can catch us, obviously, oh, yeah. on social media. At Causeway Street. On Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And you can catch us on Facebook, backslash Causeway, Causeway Street, Street blog. blog. And follow us on SoundCloud. Obviously, you're listening to us. Get on SoundCloud. On that, you know, follow us for all our podcast episodes, past podcast episodes, sorry. And I, you got anything else there before we wrap this up there? Let's go Celtics. Wednesday. The season's underway. By the time you hear this. Wednesday night. Wednesday night against the 76ers again at the TD Garden. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Later. Later.